Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam and Anil, and in this episode, a very special episode, we will be previewing, and I say we as in I have a couple of special guests on this edition of my podcast for another episode, a preview, that is, of the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. We have a big game on Sunday coming up between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I will first introduce my special guest. So we have Mark Trunk. Uh, he's been on this podcast before. Mark, welcome to another edition. Thanks, Adam. And another recurring member of the podcast. He was on the preview to the NFC Championship game. We have Steven Serpy. Steven, the Mega Buccaneer fan, getting ready for the big game on Sunday. Welcome in to another episode. You ready for this? All right. Now, before before we get into the matchup between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers from Tampa Bay, the first Super Bowl that is a Super Bowl where one of the teams is playing at its home stadium. It'll be played in Tampa Bay, and the Buccaneers will be not, I guess, the home team in a way because it's it's at their home and they'll probably have more Buccaneer fans than Chiefs fans. But it's the first time that that's happened as far as a, a, a team in it hosting it. But uh, I do want to get Steven's thoughts, and Mark, I guess you can chime in too, uh, the thoughts on the game between the Packers and the Buccaneers, the, pack, the Packers losing, the Buccaneers winning to advance to the Super Bowl. Steven, I'll start with you. What are just some of your uh, concise, general, uh, quick thoughts on the outcome of that game? Quick thoughts. Packer fan base wants my quick thoughts. I love it. You know what? We took it to exactly the way we wanted it to. And I'll tell you this. When we talked last week, the only thing, that, the only way in my eyes that you can protect, you can stop the Packers, and of course it starts with Aaron Rodgers. And how you do that, no matter what, rolling out in the in the pocket doesn't matter. But his biggest plays, and I think because I've watched so many Packers games, I've lived in Wisconsin for seven years. Him rolling out and doing the doing the making extending the play, all that stuff. If you can contain him in the pocket and make sure he doesn't do that and get pressure in his face, that's exactly what the Buccaneers did. Thanks to Vita Vea coming back. He's been out since week five, I believe it was, or four against the Bears. He comes back at the perfect time. Every single time we got a sack, we got because you saw, I think it was three sacks by Shaq Barrett, two by Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, he, he just was shoving the middle of the line, allowing Rodgers not, allowing him to step up. And from the sides, the two guys just went after it. I, I It was beautiful to see. And, of course, it got a little bit uh, – Scary at the end. We would try to make things a little interesting, I guess you could say, but nevertheless, uh, pulled out the W. Yeah, and uh, Mark, uh, what are you? What were your kind of thoughts on on the game? Obviously, you and I are are one of the many uh, Packer fans in Packer fandom. Uh, not very happy with the outcome. Uh, Stephen is very happy with the outcome. But what were your kind of thoughts on it? Well, you gotta give credit to the Buccaneers. They, you know, had a great, they've had a great postseason run, three straight wins on the road. I hate to, you know, 
I would have liked the Bucks to. Uh, I guess I would have liked the Packers to not make so many mistakes. I mean, you can't afford to drop interceptions from Tom Brady. You drop touchdown passes. You can't afford the mistakes like you had at the end of the first half, and they paid the price for it. And I think really the the main thing from the game that hurt the Packers was their red zone efficiency. The Bucks buckled down once they got to goal to go a couple of times, and that really was the difference. So uh, it's a big missed opportunity for the Packers, but still excited to see what happens in the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I think a game for, for me, as far as my thoughts, quickly before we jump it full force into the Super Bowl with that kind of talk, my thoughts – I mean, kind of along the lines of what you guys are saying, uh, both sides, Steven, I thought you gave a good breakdown from Buccaneers' side, and then Mark Moore for the Packers. And I'm just going to say, I mean, it was something about this year for the Packers that really felt special, and there was something about it. I really can't pinpoint it, but there's just something about it that that really felt like it was going to be a special year. And they kind of came up short. I was shocked i was disappointed by by the ending of their season and and how it came to a close uh before the super bowl obviously they were heavy favorites to hopefully go to the super bowl which isn't going to happen but going in uh to the playoffs and 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 that they were that so i just think that the kevin king uh defense touchdown before half like mark said was kind of really a backbreaker for the packers I mean, you you go into half down by even more of a touchdown, and that is just something that really hurts because in sports, a lot of times what happens is when you dig yourself too big of a hole, you spend so much time trying to catch up and trying to get back to even, and then when you need to get even more farther than that and try and make the final hurdle to the finish line where you're on the winning side and you're trying to come back, you don't have enough energy anymore. You're burnt out. And then the team who was winning and versus the team who was coming back, the team who was winning at the time uh, and, and a part of the other team's comeback effort, they have enough energy to get over the top. So I felt like that, that, that was kind of the case with the Buccaneers. They had enough energy to withstand the comeback by Green Bay and uh, the decision uh, by Matt LaFleur and company to, to kick the field goal and that uh, really kind of a tough decision. I mean, there's really a lot of ways you can look at it. You can keep the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Uh, it's going to be an MVP probably this year, another MVP. Uh, or you can try and play the percentages. And I thought Matt LaFleur made a good point. If they're closer, he, he alluded to it, I'm paraphrasing, but he, he basically said if they're closer to, to the goal line than, than the eight-yard line, then maybe go for it. But you're at the eight-yard line. Theoretically, Tampa could line up all their secondary players at the end zone, put all their linebackers at the goal line, and play a prevent goal line defense. So it would have made it really hard, even though Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback and that, it still would have made it really hard and really predictable too. So either way, they're going to have to get two stops, and that's just kind of what they did. And uh, they kicked the field goal, and then they couldn't get the stop, and Tampa Bay ended up going to the Super Bowl. So, uh, I looked at this every single time you watch any game. And the reason why the quarterbacks are what 
changes the game is the last two minutes of each half, uh, at least especially course close games, you will see that's a team that won. Once I saw this could be interception, and then to top it off, get a touchdown. The interception alone, I thought it was going to close it out. Just in the in the first half with Sean Murphy bunting, but then to get the touchdown with Scotty Miller deep out of nowhere. And then, of course, with that situation, we had the ball in the two minutes for the last. That is the game right there. And 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 you you guys know, watching Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, all the stuff, when you have that quarterback, they can just charge down the field and they take over that two-minute warning. But when you don't take control of it, that, that's how you lose. I always say you can judge the game in that last two minutes of the first half, and then you're going to find out who's really the best team in the last two minutes. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really great point. Well, and something else really, squirt really quick, too, and you got to give the Buccaneers' defense credit. Brady threw three picks on back-to-back-to-back drives. And exactly. Packers scored one, one touchdown, and then they had six. They had two, three, and all. Six passing plays. Um Disappointing by Mayo LaFleur. He went away. And Stephen, you probably, you guys are probably glad, but, and when we were talking about this a bit during the game, but it just seemed like he was not designing the offense for the personnel he had. Um, Shaq Barrett and JPP were beating our tackles consistently. They were in the whole game. Yeah, and they didn't. There wasn't play action. There wasn't as many, you know, short routes to Tanya. It was just the Buccaneers' pass rushers were kind of pinning their ears back, and it was not a good result for the Packers. But yeah, I agree that that two minute, the two minute um, end of half and the end of game were the Bucks won that and they won the game. So, yeah, I, I think. I think a uh, good good kind of breakdown of the Packer game versus the Buccaneers. And before we jump into the Super Bowl, like Mark said, I think that that's the biggest thing. Tom Brady hardly ever throws turnovers, and let alone three interceptions. And when you can't win a game when he throws three interceptions, that's that's kind of on you. Um, and and I know it's a tough game. It's the NFL. I get it, but. Very rarely does that happen, and they couldn't win, so the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. And now we get to the Super Bowl. Buccaneers, Chiefs. We have Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and company on offense, probably the fastest offense in football, versus a very good athletic, fast defense. So, I mean, you kind of match as far as a defense that's fast against an offense that's fast. Really matches up well. We have Bruce Arians versus Andy Reid. Want to go through from Steven's side and Mark can chime in too. What are the offensive keys for both teams? And uh, certainly, Steven, you can lean more Buccaneers because you're a Buccaneer fan. But if you want to chime in with the little uh, Chiefs, you can. Uh, So we'll start with you. Uh, And I guess I'll kind of go with what I just know about the Bucs in terms of for the Chiefs offense. Simply put, um, no. For the last two years, no team has been able to substantially run on us. Um, we saw a little bit of a breakdown uh, the last 
kind of half the season this year. But we've had the number one run defense over the last two seasons for a reason. And, and I mean, our front seven is just, it, they don't move. They don't get shoved around. And when you add Vita Bay to the mix, it gets even better, obviously. Um, so, uh, if, I was the, if I was the Chiefs, I want to play our, my game, which is what? Let's get a shootout going. Just let Mahomes do his thing. We all know that you have to have some presence in the running game. Um, I do think if we go back to that Packer game as well, you guys actually had a few decent runs on us. There was two 12-yard runs, I believe, by both Jones and who's number 28 again? I'm sorry. A.J. Dillon. Um, they both had one, but it's just not – because if you line up on first down – get stuff to the line, which we get so many either zero or negative yards on uh, for, on uh, running plays. It obviously screws up the entire drive. you got to play from behind in that way. you know, you got to get that three yards at least, and rarely teams can do that. So, But but obviously establish somewhat of a running game, but if, if they're under 15 carries and it's all Patrick Mahomes at 45 to 50, usually we always say, oh, well, that's how a team loses the game. Not with this talent. Not with this team. Too much to be a receiver. Tight end Travis Kelsey can do whatever that, whatever he wants, and obviously Mahomes is just the man at this point. Yeah, and uh, I don't. Before I let you jump in, Mark, with your thoughts on on that uh, exact uh, topic with the offense uh, in this game, but uh, Stephen, you probably saw the Chiefs. I believe might be without two of their offensive linemen in this game. I know that Eric Fisher, uh, one of them, won't be playing, and then the other one. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, I believe, is kind of on the fringe of playing. So uh, that could be an, an area where uh, may, maybe the uh, Buccaneers' defense is, is another area for, for their defense to kind of pinpoint. I know, obviously, with any game, but let alone the Super Bowl, they're, they're, they're going to know that and, and be on that for, from, from the jump. So w- what are your kind of thoughts uh, on, on that? Well, I mean, I think that's a – good point and it does honestly it's a counter if we play I see what's funny is that I haven't seen our defensive line play that well since actually the last time we played the Packers and I know that you guys have two uh all pro O-linemen but I believe uh your left tackle was out that game but nevertheless I don't think the rest of the guys are just schmucks so I know that we we were 30 sacks in 2019 and a big reason for that, once again, I keep saying his name over and over again, is Vita Vea. Because you can get, you can have these edge rushers do what they want. And Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, obviously JPP's at the end of his career a little bit, but he's still performing. Um, he got a nod at the Pro Bowl, whatever that'll mean this year. But nevertheless, and then Shaq Barrett had 19 and a half last year, comes in this year, I think, with about eight to nine. Um, but what missing, like I said, Vita Vea was asked this week four or five. And when a quarterback just can't step up, and, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, with Patrick Mahomes, these guys don't really care about how they got to be standing. They don't need to be stepping forward. Brady needs to have that clean pocket or something in front of where he can at least step forward because he doesn't have that kind of arm that can do whatever he wants. These guys can't. But if you can at least hold them in there and just make them literally just do that and not make these game-changing plays every time, that's how you do it. And, and – so the O line could be a huge factor. I'm not. I still would like to see us do the same exact thing as the Packers. If we do that with our defensive line, and they play the game that I expect them to play, which is passing, 
well, that's how we can win. So it does counteract my point, but um, yeah, if they're down two old linemen, let's go. Uh, let's go get some supper, right? Let's go eat it up. Let's get after. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, before we uh, switch sides to the defense, what are your thoughts on the uh, offenses for this uh, matchup between the Bucks and the Chiefs Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, so for the Chiefs offense, uh, like Steve was saying, it's going to be very interesting to see what Andy Reid draws up. I mean, he's probably one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Um, something that Steven mentioned last time when he talked about Aaron Rodgers that I think could be a factor is Patrick Mahomes extending plays because I think that would be... You know, something that something to look out for because they get a, tons of big plays where he runs around and then all of a sudden Kelsey's wide open down the field for 30 yards or Tyreek Hill's down uh, wide open down the field. So I would, if I would, if I were the Bucks, I'd try to keep him in the pocket. And I think Mahomes' mobility will be key too. I remember watching the Saints game, the Chiefs at Saints, and Mahomes was just under siege, like pretty much every snap, and somehow he was. Somehow he's getting the ball off and still completing passes. So I've heard that his his toe is now healthy. So it sounds like he's probably going to need it against the Buccaneers front seven. I mean, they have a really good front seven. You got to give it to them there. And uh, yeah, the running game that really hasn't been the Chiefs' uh, strong point, and the Bucks are really good at running the game. Uh, the Bucks are really good at stopping the run, so it's going to be Travis. I think a lot of Travis Kelsey, a lot of short stuff to Terry Kill, and I think they're going to have to make the Bucks come up and play them more aggressively, and then take their yeah. You know what? And I, and I take it back. I think you're exactly right. I think when I, and I realized this a few weeks ago, I was thinking about how would I play against the Bucks, and it's kind of been like that all the time because. Really, we don't really have too many holes. I don't know. I don't know how Kevin King has fared all year, but but do you consider Kevin King? I mean, do, do you guys not want Kevin King anymore? Let's put it that way. You wouldn't be heartbroken if he left. No, I I, I think that Kevin King definitely it, he's a good player, and I think that he gets a lot of uh, flack for for maybe uh, having having some some shortcomings in his play, but I think that. The overall talent is there. He's a he's as tall, uh, probably the ideal size of a corner uh, as far as defending taller receivers. He does have some skills, but I think that the play before half, and I know that part of it was the the coverage in the defense that Mike Pedden had before half that that led to that. But you can't allow that to happen before half, and that happened. And I think for a lot of uh, Green Bay fans, a lot of Green Bay front office people. I don't know for a fact because I'm not in there in those front office meetings. I'm not a part of that. But that is something where he's he's going to want – I don't know how much money he's going to want in free agency, but if he wants a lot, then definitely not. If he's willing to come back for a what they would call a quote-unquote hometown discount, then maybe you look into it. But I just think that he's going to price himself out of Green Bay, and I wouldn't be heartbroken if, if they – um, if they didn't bring him back, the thing is they just have to have, like any team that's losing a key player in free agency, they have to have a good uh, proactive plan or, or, or something like that to get better. So that way it's it's not they lose him and then they don't – I mean, they're going to do something, but what if that doesn't work? And then you might you might as well have kept him. So they, they definitely need to, need to obviously, and they will, think that through. 
Well, I think, and, and the big reason why I bring that up is the positive of the Bucks. We don't we don't have all stars in the secondary. We have an entire row of B players, and there are. And the best part too is how young they are, and that's also the, maybe their fault. I think the oldest guy is three years in the league, Carlton Davis. The rest of them are two years or rookie. It's insane, and we've drafted so well that they have produced such a solid secondary, and. Um, so, so, so to what I'm saying is, is as far as going back to the Chiefs, to counteract what you said about the the offensive line, only the offensive line in general is really that good, even if they are 100. percent Now you take away two starters. Um, yes, the way to play this game is maybe not the big play. Maybe we're not going to really enjoy the Super Bowl as much because you're going to see the dinking and dunking um, of the uh, of the Chiefs. And maybe it might come down to if the Bucks start jumping on those plays. And that can either change a big play for the Bucks, obviously an interception or something, or the flip side of this tackle and run it down another 30 yards in Tyreek. And I think that's maybe what we'll see here a little bit. Um, and, and that's how I play the Bucks. is dink and dunk. They're not fantastic when they get when you get right in their face. You see how Devontae Adams just juke Carlton Davis in the end zone last week. Yeah. He, I mean, he was, what, 10 yards away, it seemed like. Uh, he's, a, he's a solid corner, but he's not, he can't get up to guys and just play them all day. Big, tall receivers he can, like Michael Thomas. Um, he usually shuts him down, but other than that, he can't keep up with the speed like Tyreek. Well, and I think, too, that I know Steven always loves to talk about the referees, right? But especially with what we saw against the Packers, I think it'll be interesting because Camp is – Pretty physical in the secondary, like against the Saints, they're physical. They're you know up on their receivers a lot. Same against Packers. I mean, I don't. It'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to test the limits of what they can get away with because they're not going to want to get. They're not going to want Tyree Kill to get all these free releases and stuff. They're going to try to, you know, rough them up in the line of scrimmage, and we'll see what happens with uh, the refs there. But I think that's something to look out for. Yeah, I think uh, that that's definitely uh, something where uh, they're going to need to see kind of what, what the refs uh, want. And I agree with Stephen. We were kind of talking before we started this uh, another edition of my podcast uh, as far as prep for this. Uh, Stephen was saying basically, and I agree. You know, you you need to let the players play. Like obviously, if there's an egregious penalty, you have to call it. But if it's nitpicky things like that. Let them play. This is this is a Super Bowl, and in, in that you need to let them play. Let them uh, kind kind of make it so that their talents on the field are displayed, and the winner is based on their talents. And obviously, it will be. But don't don't let it be so much. And I don't think it'll be this. But don't let it be where it, it's it, it's a flag fest and it's a bunch of uh, officials trying to steal the show. No, this is the Super Bowl. These two teams, AFC, NFC, Buccaneers, Chiefs, fought all year. And mind you, obviously, a very challenging, even more challenging year because of COVID. To get to this point, they need to they need to play it out and the, may the better team win. And yeah, let us play fast. Exactly. So now we will move to the defense. What are you guys' thoughts defensive-wise for this game matching up? Uh, between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Uh, go ahead, uh, Stephen. 
I'll give you a name. Mr. Levante David. Now, what's so sad about Levante David is not enough people know who he is. Luckily, obviously, with success this year, some names, but he's almost being overshadowed, at least in the media, but definitely not on the field, by Devin White. Uh, Devin White is solid, but his coverage is nothing compared to Levante David, which was exactly my point here. Levante versus Travis Kelsey. I know that, and, and, and I'll have to see how this game goes. I don't know if that's exactly the matchup they're going to go. Obviously, there will be some circumstances where he will. But typically, in a lot of games, Levante David's job is to take care of the tight end. And we all know Travis Kelsey is, at this point in his career, as good as anybody in the league, and probably good, better than about 90, 95% of the receivers in this league. So if he is able to uh, hold him to, because that's a big thing. If that's when you start forgetting, you, you want to like almost triple cover Tyree because you never know where he's going to go. And then across the field, go 40 yards past you. But when you always have that safety line, just sitting in the middle of the field, wide open to Travis Kelsey. And then not only that, does he then catch it and then break three tackles to go another 10 yards. If Levante can stop that, this that that will be it's the linebacker game. It's gonna be Devin White's job to take care of Mahomes. It's gonna be Levante's job to take care of Travis Kelsey. And if that happens there, this game I don't even if they do exact if they do it perfectly, this is not even a close game, I'll say that. Because I, I wouldn't even be worried that I believe that our D line will get to Patrick Mahomes. If he gets out, Devin White needs to be there. And if he can't at that last moment, throw it to Travis Kelsey in the middle because Levante Davis all over. We're going to see a lot of three and outs for those Chiefs. But that's a lot, a lot easier said than done when you're talking about two of pretty much, I'd argue, the two best players in the Super Bowl in Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Mark, uh, before I uh, jump to you, I think, Stephen, you made a great point as far as the Buccaneers, they have a good defense and probably. I mean, yeah, they have a good secondary, but and they have a good defensive line, but they have really talented linebackers. And you're mentioning Levante David, Devin White, and I think you're you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they're gonna need to; those are pretty fast linebackers. They're gonna need to contain as much as they can against talented Tyree Kill. All that speed that the Chiefs have, and and they might be in situations where the Chiefs are throwing screen passes to Tyree Kill, and they're gonna let Tyree Kill run. Well, those players have to tackle, obviously, be sure handed with tackling. Otherwise, if they miss their tackles, they could go for a long uh, either touchdown or, or a long gainer. So I think that that's a huge key in this game. And uh, before I get to you, Mark, uh, I, I do want to say I think I saw something this week about how, and I know, Stephen, you're a Buccaneer fan, and Tom Brady's on your team, so you probably don't want to hear this. But I think the – Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo was a part of the Giants staff back when the Giants played the Chief, played the Patriots when Brady was on the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I think it was a Patriots 16 and 0 season and I think that the Giants won that Super Bowl and I think that Spagnolo kind of a defensive minded guy drew up game plans to 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 do his best against Brady. So that might be uh, an area of of uh, talking about going into this one uh, as far as that previous uh, kind of 
matchup. I know it was years ago. A lot's changed. A lot of teams have changed, but but just that in essence of Spagnolo is still he's pretty much the same defensive mind against an elite talent like Brady. So that'll be something to talk about uh, in addition to all the other storylines coming into the game. But Mark, I do want to jump to you with your defensive thoughts. And we will do that after this short audio break, and then we will close it out after Mark gives his thoughts on the defense with our bold predictions and our overall predictions. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandel. Moving ahead and closing out another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Anandel, and we are moving to the final portion of this Super Bowl preview between the game coming up on Sunday between the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. In the first portion, uh, with Stephen Serpy, the mega Buccaneer fan, and Mark Trunk, uh, our special guest on another edition of my podcast, we gave our thoughts on the Packers game between the Packers and the Buccaneers, and then we moved into the matchup between the Chiefs and the Bucks, and we focused more on the offensive side, and then Stephen, before the audio break, gave his thoughts defensively. So, Mark, I know you're going to focus more on the Chiefs defensively uh, as far as we look more at the Buccaneers. Now we want to look at the Chiefs, so I'll have you for the Chiefs. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, for the Chiefs defense in this matchup against the Buccaneers offense? Yeah, so Chiefs defense is actually, I think, a little bit better than everyone thinks nationally. Everyone talks about the uh, about the Chiefs offense, of course, because they're you know putting up all these points. But the Chiefs defense is pretty good. They're they're pretty decent in the secondary as far as defending receivers and Tyron Matthew. They got there. They got uh, Legarius Sneed is one of the best rookie corner rookie corners in the NFL. So I mean they're not they're not a slouch. I don't think it's gonna be a walkover for for the Buccaneers. I do think Tampa is definitely gonna put up some points on them. Uh, the key for Tampa, they they played really well against the Packers pass rush. The key for them is containing two guys on the front seven, uh, Chris Jones and Frank Clark, because I was looking at the the numbers for the Chiefs this year, the quarterback hits Chris Jones, 28, Frank Clark, 15, Alex Okafor, 10, and then it drops down. There's a huge drop-off after that. So Chris Jones and Frank Clark are going to have to have a huge game, I think especially Chris Jones, because if you get pressure on Brady up the middle, he's not the most mobile guy anymore, you know, as far as trying to outrun guys. So that'll be that'll be big, and um, it'll be interesting to see. And the Chiefs are not very good at defending the run, so we'll see what Bruce Arians does. But I wouldn't be surprised if you maybe see a, a run-heavy start to the game, and then start going play action, then going deep with uh, Godwin and Evans and all of them. But I mean, that's the Chiefs. They have they think they're nineteenth and defending the run, so we'll see what happens, but uh, I think it'll be a good match. Steve Spagnuolo, I think, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. A lot of uh, experts say that he's really good at disguising his defenses, So, and that's something that I think, unfortunately, Mike Pettin wasn't the greatest at, is 
not really, you know, keeping the uh, opposing quarterback on their toes. Supposedly, Spadenola is very good at that, so it'll be a good matchup. I think Tampa Bay will definitely put up points. Um, the Chiefs were one of the worst teams in the red zone as far as defense, so they're going to have to be better than that, I think, to win this game. Yeah, I think a uh, good breakdown there of the Chiefs defense, and then we covered the Bucks defense, and then we early covered the offense. So now we have to do bold predictions. So, Mark, I'll, I'll let you kind of uh, lead that uh, for Steven and I uh, for, for some bold predictions for this one, and then we'll close out with our overall prediction for the big game on Sunday. All right, well, let's see here. I think there is um... – Super Bowl prop bets. I'm trying to uh, see here to get your guys' thoughts on. As far as a a bold prediction, I will say that um, Tom Brady will throw two interceptions and still win this game. That is what I'll say there. I, I, I believe that um, this defense is hitting a stride here. And I think the bigger counterpart to that is what we also saw with the Packers. We, we are a three and out or a three play drive touchdown. It, 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 it's either or. There's, there's no in between. We don't methodically move down the field. There really hasn't been that, and that's what I'm hopefully excited for next year when this team has actually been together for a full year, hopefully get an offseason and kind of get some continuity. They, they, will, they will come out, and that's when teams, luckily against the Packers, they came out firing. They got the touchdown right away. But it was a two-big place to Mike Evans, if you remember. Nothing is being done quick and done. Um, and that's kind of where Chris Godwin comes into play, and that's why you see uh, Chris Godwin over these playoffs, though he's had the most drops. He's he's had more drops, I believe, these last three games of the postseason than he has had in his entire career, which made no sense because I believe he is the best receiver on the Buccaneers team. But he allows us to become a lot more methodical. So in that sense, I do believe this game, if we're going to scores yet, yeah, we're going to scores, yeah, sure. You, you can give your score and your, your prediction. I, I don't believe this game will be as high scoring as everyone believes. I'm going to go with a 27-21 Tampa Bay over the Kansas City Chiefs. And hopefully we can figure out a methodical way to go down. And that may result in some interceptions. But that's where I see Chris Godwin having a big game and going off for about nine receptions for 120 yards and taking the game over and actually taking away the Super Bowl MVP, even though if Levante does his job, he deserves it. But we won't know about it because Travis Kelsey will be shut out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I think for this one, and Stephen, you gave your prediction. I'm I'm gonna go go ahead with mine, and then Mark, you can give yours, and then we'll close out with with some final um more more what Mark was doing with the full predictions. But I. I want to pick the Chiefs because I think that they are just a f- fire-powered house. I mean, they they are really, um, really well run. I mean, they have a great offense. Patrick Mahomes is uh, definitely one of the best in the game. And, I mean, 
Last year, I remember when I predicted the Super Bowl, I actually picked against the Chiefs. I picked the Niners to win because I really thought that the Niners' defense would, would pose problems for the Chiefs as good as their offense is, but the Chiefs won the game and, and that. But I want to pick the Chiefs, but this year, I think the Buccaneers have gotten hot at the right time, and sometimes that's all it takes in the playoffs. You get hot, you get all that momentum going your way, and that's that is there. And then also, they're playing in Tampa the first game, like I mentioned at the jump of this episode of my podcast, the first game for a Super Bowl where one of the teams is hosting the Super Bowl. So that'll be another um, factor in this one. Guys, it pains me to do this, but Steven, I am going to pick. As much as it pains me to do this, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think they, they're going to win. I, I, as good as the Chiefs are, they, they're very good. Patrick Mahomes, I love watching him play. He's one of the best. He's an elite talent. He's going to be great. I mean, he's 25, and he's winning all these awards, and he's won a Super Bowl. I mean, he's amazing. But this year, I just think all, all of it's lining up for Tom Brady to add another ring and, and, and it all to work out for the Buccaneers. So I think it'll be a good game, and I'm, I'm going to go – uh, probably 20 ballpark score, 27 to, uh, 24, uh, anywhere around there, uh, for a score. I think it'll be very close between one possession game. And I, I just think that the, the Buccaneers, I, I think that their, their defense, especially you mentioned, Steven, you think Tom Brady can get out of this game by throwing two interceptions and then they still win. And that's part of a really good team. One of the many factors of a good team is when your quarterback makes a mistake, your defense is able to pick you up, and it's not where they throw an interception, and then all the time, oh, it really hurts them. I mean, sometimes it hurts you, but it's not to the to the, to the the level of where every time it, it comes back to bite them. Their defense is able to pick them up. They're able to pick up the what's going to be the first, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, a great quarterback like Tom Brady. And uh, I think that they have a pretty solid receiving core. Antonio Brown, I know he didn't play last week against the Packers, but he should be uh, ready to go in this one. They have Godwin, Evans, pretty good running back uh, wealth, and uh, really good offensive line. And then they have the Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. And uh, I think I think their defense will be able to, to give Mahomes some fits. He's going to get his, like any talented player uh, for, for sports. They're going to get theirs. You just have to try and limit them, try to contain them as much as possible to be able to come out on the winning side. That same goes for Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and company. So that's my pick. Mark, here's it to you for your pick. All right. So I don't know. You guys are making very good cases for Tampa Bay. But I still got to go with the Chiefs. I can't. (laughs) I can't root for the Buccaneers in this game. I'm not going to. I think this is probably going to be Patrick Mahomes' toughest test yet, especially with his offense um, undermanned a little bit on offensive on the offensive line. But I still think he's the best player in this game. And it's I don't know if it's really close as far as anyone else up to his level. I think he'll make the plays. I, I trust Andy Reid will figure it out. I think it's going to come down to turnovers, and Tom Brady has 
thrown interceptions a lot this postseason. Um, the Chiefs are going to need some turnovers, but I think it'll be close as well. I think it might be a little bit more high scoring. I'll say 31-28 Chiefs, and I think it could very well come down to the last possession of as well. Let me ask you guys this. Do you guys, as Packers fans, as, as before NFL fans, do you guys believe on paper, on paper, if you were, it's obviously you got Aaron Rodgers, but take away the Packers' offense. They all just disappeared. And you got to choose one offense that you got to have. The entire team, which offense would you prefer to have um, on your team? No, not thinking about future, obviously, Patrick Mahomes has got the next 15 years ahead of him. I'm talking about next year. What would you take? The Chiefs or the Buccaneers or just any offense? Just just the Chiefs or the Buccaneers offense. I would, I would actually – now, again, massive respect to the Chiefs. Andy Reid, great coach, great offense. But I think the the Buccaneers is I think it's a just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit more well rounded more balanced. I think that the running back depth is is really really solid. They have pretty good receivers. They have a they have they have some good tight ends. I mean they got tight end. They got Gronk. They got Gronkowski. They got Cameron Brait. They got a bunch of other uh, good receivers with Godwin Evans. Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, and then running back they got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I mean, and then they have Tom Brady. I mean, massive respect again. Massive respect to the Chiefs. Massive respect to the Chiefs. But I think you're you're looking at uh, all round, well rounded offense. I got I got to slightly go with the Buccaneers. How do you feel about that, Mark? I don't like it. I don't. I, I will say the Buccaneers do have a better balanced offense. That's that is true. I think that I don't know. Just with their their scheme and the how good Evans or how how good Hill and Kelsey is. I think Kelsey is what would what puts it over the top. Just because he can get you out of so many situations. You know whether it's you're down by the red zone or you're. You need a, a third down, and I think he's the best receiver out of all of them. I think Terry Kill's right up there. And I'd rather have Mahomes just because he can beat you in more ways, not just with his arm, but with his feet. Their running backs are not great, I will say that. I would say the Buckners have a slight edge in the running backs, but I just think, I don't know, Mahomes, Mahomes would be the reason why I picked the Chiefs offense. And well, today, I think that's like what about Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey really is just, when you get that tight end, that can just dominate a game, especially because in such a unique way. You watch Gronk do his thing in New England. We've watched Antonio Gates. We've watched Tony Gonzalez's. I feel like Travis Kelsey's brought this kind of a different, it's that George Kittle stuff. It's these more like wide receivers, but they're physically bigger than most guys, of course, and it's, it's, it's insane. And, and they're fast, too. Exactly, exactly. And they're, they're, the reason why I believe you see the crazy thing, the crazy fact I believe of this game is that Travis Kelsey is 31 and Rob Gronkowski is 31. But everyone goes, wait wait a second, what do you mean? Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. We've known Gronk has been as good as anybody. But you know what Gronk has taken on? He's, he's not shaking and baking past people. He's been just getting hammered. 
for eight straight years. Just every time he's caught it, he will get smacked. And then when he falls, I mean, we all know the saying, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. I mean, that dude, there's no doubt that it slowed him down. Kelsey will shake. Even when he gets tackled, he is not being hit directly. And that's what's amazing about that man. But I will say this, and something we didn't talk about. Regardless of even the um, the two um, injuries to the O-line, watch out for this this Buccaneers O-line. This has turned into possibly yeah. maybe our strongest unit on the team, and it's a big part of our first-round draft pick this past year in Tristan Wirfs. That guy is a superstar. I'm not just saying that as a Buccaneers fan. Believe me, I, I know I have homerism. That is now going to be the best right tackle in this league going forward. I can assure you that we have one of the best guards in the business and Ali Marpet. Um, our left tackle is solid. Our center, Ryan Jensen. You guys know Ryan Jensen. He's a former Packer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really solid. And I agree with your point on it worse. He's a dirty he's, player, but yes, he's right. He is. He is. He brings a mentality, though. Tristan. He's the kind of guy that you hate him if he's not on your team. But if he's exactly. on your team, you love him. Tristan, exactly. Tristan Wurst was a – I mean, he played at Iowa. I mean, he's a very – really good uh, offensive lineman. Gifted. Right. Yeah, so uh, I, I think uh, – that's those are our predictions and Mark, uh, we'll round out with you, with your bold predictions, uh, wh- whatever you want to do there, and then we will uh, have another edition of Big A Sports Show in the books. So, Mark, what do you think for uh, bold predictions? Uh, for bold predictions, I'll say that the game will all the this game will always stay within one score. I don't think I don't think either team will pull ahead. The whole game is going to be back and forth, and that'll be very exciting. And uh, I guess maybe a couple of prospect questions for you guys. I'm curious about um, who do you think has more? Who do you think has the most rushing yards in this game between all the running backs? I'm going to go with for more rushing yards. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think. Uh, their game plan, and I, I don't know. What? Jones or Fournette? Which running back do you think has the most rushing yards? I'm going to go with uh, Ronald Jones. I think uh, he has okay. he has uh, the most more more rushing yards. I think Fournette, Fournette will be uh, a factor in the game too, but I think that, uh, and obviously – we're not the the Chiefs or the Buccaneers. We're, we're not in there. We're not coaches or anything like that. But I think from my end, I think the the Buccaneers game plan will be a little bit. The Chiefs will still emphasize the run, but I think the Buccaneers are going to emphasize it even more because it's part of what sets up their play action game. And I think that if they can, that's going to be a big key. Another big key uh, to their possible success in winning the Super Bowl is how effective they are running the football. So I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think you say that best is that um, the, the the Chiefs are fine. They're fine if they don't have 95 yards rushing or 120 yards rushing this game, regardless of who it comes with, whether it's uh, Bell or, or um, Clyde, yeah, Clyde. the Buccaneers are a lot more reliant on 
we, we do need to get 190 to 120 yards rushing. It doesn't have to be even at four yards uh, per carry. It doesn't have to be extremely effective. It just needs to be there. And so in that case, uh, I would assume that the Buccaneers will have the most rushing yards. And as far as a running back, I would love to see Ronald Jones be the guy. But Fournette has been the hot hand. Uh, Fournette just stole. Just, I mean, just straight up stole. And I, I mean, I have no problem with it. But he just straight up stole this uh, starting position from Ronald Jones, who has had it the entire year. Fournette has not shown a sign of life all season, um, honestly. I mean, he's been given opportunities all year to, to possibly take over as the running back. Um, and he never showed it. And Ronald Jones, there's a stretch where he had, I think he had maybe four out of five games, 100 yards. And was really kind of taking over stuff. Uh, yeah, 99 yard or 98 yard rush this season against the Panthers. But I would love to see Ronald Jones be the guy and take over because he has, if you create a hole for him, he has as much burst and power as anybody. I mean, he comes in hot. But Fournette has just been very shake, bake, patient, finding the hole. We saw the Packer touchdown where he had. I mean, that's, see, that play was in slow motion. It was like a Le'Veon Bell thing. Uh, but but it happened, and, and he's got to keep doing that. So Leonard Fournette. This is Leonard Fournette. Okay. We'll do, we'll do them really quickly. We'll write them up. More passing touchdowns, Brady or Mahomes? Mahomes. Mahomes. Most receiving yards in the game by a receiver? Chris Godwin. Tyree Kill. Which player will have the most sacks in this game? Buccaneers. Wait, no, which player on the Buccaneers? I'm going to go with Devin White. Why? Because he has the speed. The speed, yep, yep. He has the speed to bring those surprise blitzes and bring those disguise blitzes that they they don't know are coming. I think Devin White has the most sacks. Me, I I will go with that because just like we were talking about, I believe that Devin White's responsibility would to be quarterback spy uh, Mahomes. And I don't know. I mean, I believe like I said, we got to contain Mahomes, but he's still slippery. He's sneaky. He'll get out every now and then. And who will be in his face will be Mr. Devin White and. I like that. I like that a lot. It's Devin White. Uh, Win or losing. Win or losing, I will see Devin White as the most sacks. I like that one. And, and what's going to help him, too, one of the many things that's going to help him is just his pure speed. I mean, he's he's one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You got that right. All right, let's see here. How about which team will have the most – Total yards in the game. Chiefs. Because they're going to be playing from behind the whole time. Yes. Whoa! <laughs> okay, Steven says the Chiefs. Will we see a two-point conversion? Yes. No. Steven says no. Okay. The score's going to be 27-21. No need. I'm going to say there will be a two-point conversion. And the final question, who is going to be the MVP of the game? 
Tom Brady. I, as I said, if the Buccaneers win, when the Buccaneers win, the true MVP will be Levante David, but it will go to Chris Godwin because he will have nine receptions for 122 yards and a touchdown. I love it. Again, again, as much as it pains to say me to say this, obviously all you listeners out there know, big Packer fan, and it pains me to pick the Buccaneers, but I think Tom Brady when when the MVP, I think that he's going to have another moment uh, to to add to to his Hall of Fame career, and I, I think uh, he's he's one of the best at uh, being a really good quarterback in general, and and what 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 really good quarterbacks do is uh, shine in those brightest moments, and I think uh, he's, he's going to be in for another moment. Again, as much as it pains me to say, but I, I think it's going to happen on Sunday, and, and that he's going to do enough along with the Buccaneers to get it done when, when Super Bowl. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that at all, them, but I respect your opinion. I don't, I don't like that. I'm going to say Mahomes is the MVP. That's all I got for his profits. <laughs> all right. I think that about do, does it for another edition of Big A Sports Show. And I want to thank uh, Stephen Serpy uh, for coming on the podcast again. Stephen, as you know, you're welcome anytime. Uh, I know that you love talking uh, podcasts and, and, and sports and that. So uh, thank you, and uh, good luck to you on Sunday, you Buccaneer fan. Yes, yes, this is my day. Finally, finally have a winning season. And to cap it off this way, it's incredible. It's insane. It's insane. And, uh, Babies that were born in 2002 are not old enough to vote. The last, that is the last time Tampa won the Super Bowl. It would be a great story if you went in Tampa. I will say that. Even though I don't want it to happen, but only for Steven, it can happen. And thank you, Mark Trunk, uh, for being on another, another edition of my podcast. So thanks. You're welcome, Adam, anytime. All right. Sounds good. So... All you listeners out there, we will be watching the Super Bowl on Sunday as well as you and many others. So we'll look for a good game between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers to close out another NFL season. And uh, thank you for listening to another edition of my podcast and be paying attention for all my future episodes uh, covering a bunch of different sports topics uh, for, for my podcast. And if you missed any of my previous episodes, you can listen back in the archives, uh, listen back to those. And I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And if you want to continue to spread the word to your family, friends, anybody else about my podcast, you can do that. I'm always looking for as many consistent listeners as possible. The listening support so far has been great. I look forward to continuing to get even better. And thank you again for listening to another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. It's available anywhere you get your podcast. And enjoy the big Super Bowl game on Sunday between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. So until I talk to you all again soon. Another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel.